This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to This Day in History Class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is April 1st, 2019. The day was April 1st, 1960. From Cape Canaveral, Florida, NASA and its partners launched the weather satellite Tyros-1, short for Television Infrared Observation Satellite, at 6.40 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. That day, Tyros-1 sent back the first ever television picture from space. In 1960, the space race was gaining momentum as the United States and the Soviet Union competed for dominance in spaceflight advancement. The nations were launching satellites and lunar probes and sending humans into space. The Tyros program began in this climate. At the time, it still was not clear how effective satellite observations were, so scientists were tasked with developing a meteorological satellite information system that could reliably forecast weather and help people make important weather-based decisions, like disaster warnings. Tyros-1, the satellite that kicked off the Tyros program, was the first satellite launched for remote sensing of Earth. Its launch marked the first time Earth scientists could continuously view the whole planet and observe weather conditions from space. Tyros-1 was designed to test the feasibility of using television pictures to monitor Earth's cloud cover and weather patterns from satellites. It had two TV cameras to photograph cloud cover, one with a wide-angle view and the other with a narrow-angle view. The cameras were slow-scan devices that took a snapshot once every 10 seconds. Once the pictures were taken, they were sent back to a ground-receiving station or stored in a tape recorder on board for playback later, depending on the location of the satellite. Tyros-1 wasn't always pointed at Earth, and it could only function in daylight. There were two Command and Data Acquisition, or CDA, stations for Tyros-1. One at the Army Signal Corps lab in Belmar, New Jersey, and the other at the U.S. Air Force facility at Kaina Point, Hawaii. In addition to these, an engineering and backup station was at the RCA plant in Heightstown, New Jersey, where Tyros was built. Once the pictures were received at the CDA station, they were recorded on 35-millimeter film so prints and large projections could be made. Using the prints and projections, a hand-drawn cloud analysis called a NEF analysis was made, and then a facsimile was sent to the U.S. Weather Bureau National Meteorological Center near Washington, D.C. The launch of Tyros-1 was scheduled for 5.44 a.m., but it was an hour late, according to NASA Administrator T. Keith Glennon. Glennon said in the book The Birth of NASA, The Diary of T. Keith Glennon, It was a picture taken obliquely, looking westward from New Jersey toward the center of the country, and revealed a cyclonic disturbance that was actually in being at that time. Naturally, everybody was excited. The first pictures taken were presented to U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, who scolded Glennon for getting the first photo on April Fool's Day. Tyros-1 died from an electrical failure in mid-June 1960, after working for only 78 days. But during its time in operation, it transmitted 19,389 pictures that were used in weather operations, 
and the Tyros project continued. The initial Tyros series ran until 1967, when Tyros 10 was deactivated. After that, NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration launched a next-generation satellite series with technological improvements, like higher-resolution imaging. Now, weather satellites and meteorological observation are far more sophisticated. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Here's a note on that first TV picture from space. So there's a picture that goes around that's commonly labeled as the first picture, but it's not actually the first picture. It's the one that was taken on the afternoon of April 2nd. That April 2nd picture showed a fuzzy black and white image of Maine and Canada's maritime provinces. It's not quite clear why this misidentification happened, but it could be because it was selected as the best photo for public relations and then misinterpreted by the media. If you haven't gotten your fill of history after listening to today's episode, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.